Park Hill, Missouri, just under 100 miles south of St. Louis, a song rang out on July 30th, 2021, that shattered a silence that has haunted this case since day one. I can't say, victory is mine, victory is mine, victory today is mine. That was the voice of Kimberly Lotz, grandmother of Durante Martin, and she has much to celebrate. She is celebrating today because a coroner's jury has determined that her grandson did not commit suicide as police initially announced, but that instead his death was caused by violence, which his family has always suspected. The jury, which was made up of six individuals who listened to the witness testimony of 20 individuals, including people who were with Martin when he died, State Highway Patrol, as well as responding police and personnel and evidence found at the scene. On April 25, 2021, the 19-year-old left his mother's newly purchased home in Ferguson with friends from his high school. He was headed to his old stomping grounds at Park Hill and planned to stay the night at his grandmother's. He never made it to Miss Lott's home. I'm your host, Michael, and this is Strange and Unexplained. Durante Martin was working two jobs and waiting to attend football camp. He and his family had just moved into a house where he had finally had a room to himself. He was one of seven children, and his life hasn't always been easy. In fact, Durante was starting down a dangerous path as a teen. He missed school a lot and would sneak out of the house at night to get in trouble with his cousin who lived next door. However, Durante found something that changed his trajectory and gave him a way to channel his energy. Football. Once on the team, his family and friends noticed an instant change. Durante loved football and now even had plans to play for college. But unfortunately, he would never get the chance. You live in Madison County 911. What's the address of your emergency? Uh, yes, I need the cops that. And an ambulance. Yeah, apparently a guy just shot himself. You said a guy just shot himself? Yeah. And that's at? Yeah. And is that where you are? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Is he breathing at all? Yeah. No. Do you think he's beyond any help? Do you want to try CPR? Uh, I'll... Somehow got in the back of my. Uh, okay. Okay, you're cutting out. Uh, hang on a second. Okay. Uh, I can't even get turned to her. 
Hi. Can you hear me? I see if he's breathing. Thank you, yes. He is breathing? He's, he's gasping for air, like I said. How old is he, do you know? How old is he, like? Maybe 20, 19, 20, 21, somewhere like that. police arrived at the scene, they found the 19-year-old dead from a gunshot wound to his left temple, and witnesses at the scene claimed Durante himself pulled the trigger. He was found in the attic of a home owned by a man named James Wade, who you just heard there in the 911 call. There had been a party at the home for Wade's daughter. It was her 18th birthday. Wade claims he was out fishing that evening and only returned home 30 minutes before hearing a gunshot come from upstairs. The official story of the homeowner and those present was that Durante took himself into the attic, put the gun to his head, and pulled the trigger. After Durante's death, Wade and his family took to social media to deny a party had even happened, and even attempted to deny that Durante was supposed to be there, and that he came uninvited with someone else. And while we're on the subject of social media, let's talk a little, about, a little bit about Mr. Wade's Facebook, shall we? He has been known to post offensive and racist memes in defending his quote-unquote whiteness. On Wade's Facebook page, he shared a picture of a black man with chains around his neck, which had the caption, quote, a picture of my great-great-grandfather's tractor, end quote. His banner and profile photo boasts a middle finger in front of a Confederate flag that read, this is my apology for being white. Another meme he shared had a black dog and the words, quote, I'm not racist and I had because I had a black dog once. I named him Food Stamps, end quote. Oh, and don't forget the one of a little black boy that seemed to mock the commercials asking for you to give to a charity. And it read, this is Aki Aki. Every day he walks 10 miles to school and is always late. But with a donation of just a few pennies, we can buy a whip and make the little bastard run instead, end quote. So yeah, clearly he believes in the value of all lives, right? Now I'm not saying Wade pulled the trigger, but the fact that a 19-year-old black boy was found shot in his attic warrants a little bit of an investigation in my opinion. However, just days after his death, the police department publicly announced on their Facebook page that their initial investigation indicated suicide. Who the hell was doing the investigation here? If anything they should, they should have said that they're still looking into it at the time. 
instead of putting Durante's family through that pain right away. As I said at the beginning, it is now being looked at again, since a jury has determined that it, in fact, was not a suicide. A second autopsy was also done by an independent doctor who was hired by the Martin family. It was performed by a former employee of the St. Louis Medical Examiner's Office, Dr. Jane Turner. Her findings was that he was shot in the left temple. Now, Durante was right-handed, but had just had surgery to fix a broken wrist on his right hand, meaning if he did kill himself, he would probably have done it left-handed. However, Turner wrote in her autopsy that there were no signs of a contact or near-contact gunshot wound, and instead that he had been shot at a distance of two to four feet, meaning he did not shoot himself. Now, the first examiner that performed the original autopsy claimed that there was a soot ring on his temple that indicated close range and says Dr. Turner examined the body after it had been cleaned, so she would not have noticed it. I think in the next coming weeks, more about this will come to light. But for now, it's just two experts on opposite sides of the table yelling obscenities and contradictions at each other. One piece of evidence that the police have been keeping under wraps, though, even though the family has tried to get answers, is the gun used. Whose gun was it? More oddly, his mother never received his personal items. The police claim they sent them to the mortuary, and the staff there say that he came with nothing, so she has no idea where his items are. She does get Durante's phone from one of the teens who had picked it up the day he died. All of his information on the phone, though, including contacts and text messages, were erased. It seems as though someone knew what they were doing. Maybe someone who's been through this before? Because someone else apparently committed suicide on James Wade's property. Nick Lowry died November 1st, 2014, possibly on Wade's property. He responded to one accusation about it by saying, Hey, stupid ass. It's only, two super, it's, it's only two suicides that have happened, and I wasn't there for either of them. He goes on to use some pretty terrible insults at the original messenger with words I chose not to use. But you get the idea. He also admitted it's only two suicides. Yikes. We did attempt to find information on Lowry, and it seems the locals know of the story. But outside of that, there's no factual source on this first suicide. Now again, James Wade may not have pulled the trigger, but I believe he and the other people present at the house that day know who did. Someone in that house is lying, if not all of them. It has been rumored that Wade deals in meth and other drugs and has hosted parties in the past for teens with alcohol, which seemed to be the case on the night of Durante's death. Durante's autopsy did show he was under the influence, so it is possible that he shot himself during some kind of drug-fueled psychosis, but that would mean whoever supplied him with narcotics and then handed him a gun is still guilty. Now, to find the truth is the next step. However, to say the family is met with resistance is a gross understatement. There's still a lot of work that needs to be done on this case, and I'll do my best to relay any new information that I find. But as of right now, we're kind of at this standstill. You may have heard other podcasts on this case, or maybe have looked into this case uh, before the end of July yourself and found much different things. There's a lot of speculation about how and why he would have committed suicide. But now, suicide doesn't look like what happened at all. So it's completely changed the direction of this case, and a lot of the hearsay out there 
wasn't even worth mentioning in this podcast anymore. Because this is a new case. This is a murder. And I believe so as well. A young man, 19 years old. A bright future ahead of him. Whether he plays football or not, he seemed to have found his crew, to found, he had seemed to have found his group, and was fitting in, and life was turning around. Why would he commit suicide now? It just doesn't add up. Who goes to a party to commit suicide anyways? This whole case stinks. It reminds me of Alonzo Brooks, when he went to the party with friends. In, uh, where was he at? He was in Kansas City, I believe. Went to a party with friends. Never came home. People at that party know exactly what happened to Alonzo. And the same thing here with Durante. There's some really shady shit going on. There's some serious cover-ups going on. I mean, we can't even find the first initial suicide. We can't find anything about it as far as the first initial suicide on James Wade's property. That's crazy that that's covered up and hid that well. But locals still know what's up. They're still talking about it on Reddit and forums and social media. There's something weird going on. Cases like this just can't be swept under the rug. We can't just allow people to kill people in their attic and call it a suicide. That's insane. Well, that's my opinion, guys. Um, without getting too off the rails and too uh, infuriated about this case, that's my opinion. That's what I think happened. Someone killed poor Durante in the attic of that house. And uh, someone's going to have to pay for that shit eventually. I think we're on the right track. That it's Now that it's been deemed a murder, someone had to do it. Someone pulled the trigger. There were only so many people there that night. And if law enforcement wants to, they can surely get to the bottom of it. And hopefully they will. But in the meantime, all we can do is spread awareness and talk about this case, and keep it in the spotlight. But let's check in with Lauren this week, and Lauren's synopsis. Let's see what he thinks. See you on the other side. It's time for Lauren. It's time for Lauren's synopsis. Breaking down the case like, breaking down the case like cardboard boxes. It's time for Lauren. It's time for Lauren Synopsis. Breaking down the case like. Breaking down the case like cardboard boxes. It's time for Lauren. It's time for Lauren Synopsis. Breaking down the case like. Breaking down the case like cardboard boxes. What's up, people? Lauren here, hitting my thoughts on this week's Strange and Unexplained. The tragic death of Durante Martin, who was a 19 year old kid. It was found dead earlier this year in the attic of a home in Fredericktown, Missouri. After being at a birthday party for a girl that he knew, it wasn't quite sure how he ended up at this party. He wasn't from Fredericktown. He was from Park Hills, Missouri. And Fredericktown has quite a reputation um, as being a, a town that's stuck in the past, like 60 plus years into the past. Um, it's known to have quite a quite a collection of people involved in the Ku Klux Klan. Believe it or not, it's hard to believe um, it saddened me to find out that there's still places like this in America, in the world at all. But uh, yeah, it, it, from what I've heard, this place sounds, it's 1% um, black population. Um, and uh, sounds like it's quite a little safe haven for, for racists to hang out. One of those racists being a man named James Wade, who has openly posted all sorts of racist stuff um, on his Facebook page. 
and happened to be the owner of the home in which Durante Martin was found dead. The owner of the home at which this party was thrown, there was supposedly also some other kids that were supposed to be at this party that had uh, a problem with Durante as well. Um, a kid named Adam, apparently, um, who had been in a shooting incident prior and had uh, an issue with Durante. Supposedly he believed that Durante had turned him in for something to authorities. Um, and this father, uh, James Wade, of the girls whose birthday party it was, was supposedly on a fishing trip or something and came home and found, the story was he found Durante in the attic or heard a gunshot and went up in the attic and found Durante Martin up there with a gunshot to the temple. Um, and he was dying as this James Wade called the police and reported this incident. But there's just so many questions. How does he end up in the attic? Um, where did he get a gun? That was never that was never made clear where this gun came from, where the gun went. Gun apparently wasn't recovered. Um, there's talk that James Wade had connections to law enforcement, and I tend to have to believe that just based off of the way that this thing was attempted to be covered up, the way that it was immediately ruled a suicide. Um, I know that the initial coroner report said that the you know, there was um, soot residue around the gunshot wound, which would lead you to believe the gun was close enough for it to be suicide. Uh, however, the family of Durante not accepting this, you know, not this isn't the character of their son. He was not suicidal. He was not depressed. He had a lot going on. He had two jobs, and he was trying to get into, you know, he was trying to uh, get his grades up so he could follow through on his football scholarship. He had a future ahead of him. Um, and so they would get a second coroner's opinion, and they would that that coroner would find that the gun was too far away. It was two to three feet away, too far for him to to have shot himself. And also, the side at which he was shot, uh, he would have had to use a hand that he had a cast on, apparently as well. A lot of things didn't add up. How the hell does he end up in the attic in the first place? Is my question. Um, you know, like I have, I just tend to believe that he was he he ran up there. He was chased up there. Something along those lines. They they got him up there to to keep him secluded. Whoever it was that killed him, whether it was, you know, in my opinion, it could have been James Wade. It could have been this Adam character. This could have been a whole plan. Uh, this could have been an evil plot to get Durante. It didn't seem like he, it, it almost seems like he was taken to this party intentionally to be killed, in my opinion. Um, and Fredericktown, you could get, it sounds like you could get away with something like this there. And it was all but swept under the rug if it weren't for, you know, this thing getting out there and getting publicized and people's, are finding out about this. And, and because of that, thankfully, um, on August 3rd, as I record this, it's August 4th, this is ongoing. This happened in April this year, 2021. Um, uh, but, uh, yesterday from, from the time that I record this on August 4th, August 3rd, there was a jury hearing and the jury in Missouri found that, um, he had died by violence and not by suicide. So this, the ruling of suicide has been overturned. Um, and now, they can find the truth. Hopefully, hopefully they get to the bottom of this and find out what really happened that night. Obviously I think James Wade has not told the whole story. Um, there he's, he's even been brazen enough to post some weird stuff, cryptic stuff on Facebook, apparently about, you know, if someone's in my house, this is what you get type of stuff. Um, maybe alluding that Durante was, wasn't supposed to be in his house, but I don't, I, I truly don't believe that was the case. And I'm just confused. I've also heard that he was in a closet that supposedly he was actually found in a closet and not in the attic. He'd been in the attic when he was shot, but then he ended up in a closet by the time the police got there. 
there's just so much weirdness around this. I think he was clearly murdered. He clearly did not commit suicide. And I think this was an act of racism in a town that is stuck in the past. And I'm glad that there is the internet and um, things like this to expose that this stuff still happens. And it's it's shocking, I think, to most people that something like this, that a place like this still exists and that some so, such open things like this, overt racism like this can still exist. But, um, you know, that that's that's what we're here for, to, to uh, bring awareness to this and hopefully get uh, the truth and get justice for Dronte's family because that's just messed up. His kid had a whole life ahead of him. So, yeah, I, I hope to see whoever the killer was get brought to justice soon and maybe killers. Um, so hopefully keep pushing hopefully the family and and people in Fredericktown and people on the internet and podcasts and stuff like this keep exposing what happened here and get justice but yeah that's my thoughts tragic case um hopefully we hear more soon see you next week all right all right you guys heard it lauren gets it if you don't get it you're not listening right if you still think this case is a suicide just just turn the show off just turn it off what are you doing (laughs) but yeah i'd actually forgot about that little tidbit where he his body was found in a closet how the hell did it get down there you don't shoot yourself in the head and then crawl downstairs into a closet it's very strange or maybe there was a closet in the attic as well um you know, attic is such a broad term. So many, some people have finished attics. Some people have attics for storage. Some people have attics that you could barely crawl in. So it's it's a broad term. Um, and we don't really know what this attic looked like or where this closet was per se. Um, but it's definitely odd that he was shot in the attic for sure and then moved to a closet. Why do that? Why do you need to hide him? If he just shot himself, why don't you just call the authorities and let them find it, find the body, and find what happened. Because it's not what happened. All right. So guys, if you're in Missouri or whatever, and you have any information about this case, any hearsay or whatnot, I'd be interested in hearing it. Especially if you got some information, if you got some sources to back it up as well. Um, But either way, I don't think we've heard the last of this case. I definitely think more information is coming out, and I can't wait to bring you guys an update, and hopefully a conviction on... uh, on who, someone, someone who killed this young man at the beginning of his life. So, like I said, guys, that's the case of Durante Martin. There's not a whole lot out there. I know this is a shorter episode, um, but this case, I just could not let this case slide. I just could not. This type of injustice, like Lauren said, it's, it's, it almost makes your skin crawl to know that there's still areas where this shit can happen. It's 2021. And we've arguably had one of the most illuminating years in history that just happened. And yet we're still having shit like this. Inexcusable. Inexcusable. My condolences, my thoughts, my well wishes, my prayers, everything to the Martin family. I hope they're able to find some sort of peace and to find justice in this case. But guys... Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this case. I hope this was illuminating. I hope this uh, brought attention to a lesser-known case that you haven't heard of. Um, and if you like this and you want to hear more content like this, check out patreon.com slash podcast. You guys can get early access to these Monday releases on the Thursday before. 
And then on the $3 tier on Patreon, you can get access to another show that I do every Monday called Strange Shorts. And then I do another show every other Saturday called Higher Thoughts. Much different than this format. Strange Shorts is... um, It could be anything from strange phenomena, strange happenings. Uh, They're usually more current cases that are in the news, not a lot of information about them. Sometimes, um, Sometimes they're murders, sometimes they're missing persons, and then other times... Uh, they're just odd things that are going on. Like I've, I know I've done one um, about these social influencers in India who were being prosecuted uh, just for speaking their mind because they have so many followers. It was fine to speak their mind for a long period of time, and then once they hit a certain number of followers, now they're being prosecuted and have even spent time in jail. Um, it's pretty insane the the lockdown that other countries have on social media and. Don't think America is immune. It could easily, easily come to the States. This type of protection, this type of um, censorship, um, some would argue it's already here. But anyway, somewhere where there's no censorship, patreon.com slash podcast. Like I said, um, I love Patreon. It's the most genuine and pure way to create content and art for your listeners, for people who want to consume it straight away. Your money goes straight to me. My product goes straight to you. No advertisers, no middleman, no network affiliation, no nothing. That's the beauty thing, beautiful thing about Patreon. So again, guys, if you do want to support this show, that is the best way to do it. Patreon.com slash podcast. There is a link below the description of this very episode. Uh, speaking of patrons, I want to give a shout out to some people who have jumped on in the last week. Um, I want to thank you guys so much. I want to give a big thank you to Hannah Collins, Allie Quirk, Bobby Hall, Jade Brooks, Summer Whitlock, and April Jackson. Thank you guys so much for jumping on Patreon in the last week. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying all the content that's on there. I think there's 40 episodes of Strange Shorts available on Patreon right now. Um, uh, season one, season two, episode one of Higher Thoughts is available on Patreon. Uh, episode two will be this coming Saturday, so keep an eye peeled for that. Actually, if you're hearing this on Monday, it's already on there. It can't. It happened on your uh, couple days ago. This two Saturdays before this, so there's two episodes on uh, Patreon. Two episodes of Higher Thoughts with Michael. That's me. I don't want to ramble too much about Patreon, but that's where the bread and butter is. But on the $5 tier of Patreon, once a month, you get Sandu Stories. If you don't know what Sandu Stories is, it's like an old-time radio show. It's like a unsolved missing persons or strange case um, acted out entirely. You have, you have scene setting sounds and music and sound effects and... Uh, you also, I also have different voices to play different characters. Um, it's much like listening to an audiobook, I would say. I narrate it, and then I have friends of mine, uh, other podcasters, and just whoever I can grab, whoever I think's voice fits the character. So, lots of fun stuff going on on patreon.com slash podcast. But, if you can't join Patreon right now, no big deal. If you could, sign on to your podcasting app, whatever it is you use, whatever it is you listen on, and if there's an ability to leave a review, leave a review. Click five stars or type something if you'd like a shout out. I appreciate that uh, just as much, guys. Leaving the reviews, downloads, subscribing, um, sharing the show on social media, that is huge. 
Thank you guys so much for everything you do to share this show. We also have merch. If you want to let other people know how much you love Strange and Unexplained or True Crime Guys, for that instance, if you don't know this is a True Crime Guys production, uh, check out truecrimeguys.threadless.com for all of our merch designs. Um, you can Again, that is in a link below the description. Look for the link tree. It says everything True Crime Guys, and there's a link tree beside it. Click on that there link tree, and you'll see everything we have to offer, from our YouTube channel to our Instagram pages to our merch, um, even to our album that we have available on Spotify. It's True Crime Guys, Killer Mixtape, available on Spotify, and it's made up of 11 tracks uh, that we used as intro tracks for episodes. Actually, one of them is the Lauren Synopsis. So if you like that Lauren Synopsis beat, you can listen to it on Spotify all the time. Put it on your favorite playlist if you want. (laughs) But, guys, I want to thank you so much for supporting True Crime Guys and True Crime Guys Productions. All right? You guys are the best. All right, I'm done rambling. I'm done rambling. This housekeeping stuff, I know it gets to be a lot, but we got a lot of stuff going on. You guys like content, don't you? Well, how else are you going to know about it? Oh, I hate hearing about stuff. I'm just kidding. All right, guys, I'll see you next week for a new Strange and Unexplained. All right, be strange. Just don't be strange.